The mind-bending sci-fi drama Orphan Black is back with an official podcast continuation from Realm. Emmy-winning actress Tatiana Maslany returns as Sarah and Allison and Cosima and the many other members of the Clone Club. It's been eight years since the clone's victory against Project Lita. Eight long years of quiet anonymity, but everything is about to change. The clones must step out of the shadows to publicly claim the secret they've sacrificed everything to protect. Family ties will be tested, long-lasting alliances betrayed, and the future of all clones hangs in the balance. Realm creates original fiction podcasts, including official continuations of popular franchises just like this one. Their shows feature award-winning writers, directors, and actors. Season 1 of Orphan Black The Next Chapter is available in full, and Season 2 is airing right now. Check out Orphan Black The Next Chapter wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, just a heads up, this episode, like all our episodes, is set in prison. Welcome back to the radicalization of Julie Curdface Capsum. Nope. 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 No. Just no. give me five seconds to tell you what's going on. Deb? You go with Deb after everything that I've done to show that you can trust me? Uh... Everything that I've done! I saw Skyless for you. Yeah, I still can't believe that. Even I haven't seen Skyless. Thought it might be relevant to our relationship. How would a movie where the sky disappeared be relevant to anything? I don't know. It's dark in prison. You're the ideas person. There's just not a lot of space in a limerick is the thing, Velma. If you want to have two women with names have a conversation about something that isn't a man and just five lines of rhyming poetry, you've really got to commit yourself to narrative efficiency. Now, do both these gals have to have names? And go fish. Yes. If this limerick is going to pass the Bechdel test, I need to make sure these characters are developed. And what do you mean, go fish? I didn't ask you for anything. Go. Saying go fish is the only part of the game I like. So, say you pass this Bechdel test. What happens then? Do you get a parade? A trophy? At least a plaque? People might be nice to me on Twizzler. You're on Twizzler? Also, go fish. Still not how it works. I'm not on Twizzler, but you have to admit, writer of the only limerick to pass the Bechdel test would be a great Twizzler bio. Oh, I know you're committed to your craft. But I sense you're actually worked up about something else. What could you possibly mean? Well, you were getting pretty buddy-buddy with Miss Capsum Lose-some. Curdface. Mine is more clever, you'll have to admit. It's the most obvious pun, Velma. And I hate Curdface's guts. Spoiled little rich girl. We just happen to end up in the same place at the same time frequently. But that's prison for you. Uh-huh. Go fish. Oh, I swear... You can't just say parasociality and use that as an excuse for why you don't want to do a heist with me. But it is why I don't want to do a heist with you. I don't want to think I'll be in a tight spot and you'll try to calm my nerves by tossing Jane Austen Fight Club quotes at me. 
Oh, but do you remember when you said, my sense is that you're bad news and my sensibility is kicking your ass? Ah, <laughs> oh, man, that was great. <laughs> that wasn't actually in the movie. It was something people thought should be in the movie because they kept making jokes based on the trailer. And this doesn't matter. You're sure you've never said that line? Not once. Well, you should have. It's a pretty good line. And you know, maybe if you had done a heist with me, you would have had the perfect opportunity to say it. I'm really sorry, Bob. It's not you. It's me. Mm, to be fair, it's also me. I come on very strong. I don't think you get how... That whole time I was away, being spotted by one of my fans was my worst fear. I bent my life out of shape so that wouldn't happen. And now... Now the designer of Dazzling Julie Capson.br is trying to befriend you. Wait, that was you? As fan sites went, that one was less creepy than most. Thank you. My point is that I can't just turn on a dime. I can't go from being hyper-vigilant to just welcoming everybody who wants my autograph. Not that quickly. You know why I like you so much, Julie? A devil-may-care attitude carefully cultivated by my mother as a screen persona? Nah. So it's Christmas Day, 2006, and I just need somewhere to get away from my family, right? One of the rep houses there in New York is showing your movies all day long. Climaxing with Jane Austen, Fight Club. A Christmas classic. You know, that's the only one I've never actually seen. You didn't stay? For a Christmas classic? I got to the end of my fiend flicka, and I was like, I really like this girl. And then you sent the demon horse back to hell, and you were so clearly winking at the audience, letting us know that you knew it was ridiculous. But I thought that I saw something else behind it. You just seemed incredibly sad to be trapped inside of a circus of a movie, of a life, and I had to get up and leave the theater. I couldn't watch you do something I thought was making you suffer. At first, I thought I was projecting my own insecurities onto you like people do, but then a year later, you ran away and... I wanted you to get away with it. I still want you to get away with it. Hence, prison heist! You really thought you could see my sadness? Oh, to be clear, I was extremely high. Do you have any eights? No, I do not. That's when you get to say go fish. I know that, Chase. It's a very simple game. I just like rallying people up. Anyway, no eights, go fish, etc. As I was saying, you assume that Ben and Jerry are two different people. But have you ever seen them in the same room at the same time? 
because I haven't. Ben and Jerry aren't the same person. Have you ever been to Vermont? No. Then you don't know. Okay. You were right, Chase. Oh, I know. It's Butcher Bob. It's gotta be Butcher Bob. Why the change of heart? I'm finally seeing the good side of parasociality. You can just say you're learning to trust again. (laughs) I liked mine better. Great. So, the plan. Curd Face says she's got a gal on the outside. My friend Natalie. Who can hook us up with the curd cases and whatever other sweet whey face products we might require. Then how do we get them into the prison? Well, you were right again, I know. About what? About me being tight with the meat lab delivery guys? <laughs> Roger's my boy! And you think you can get him on board? Oh, are you kidding? He's gonna be pumped. He's always complaining about not having enough colorful life experiences to fill a memoir. Great! So we get Roger in touch with Natalie, he ships the curd faces right to our doorstep, disguised as whatever is used to make Fortinbras meat. Well, there's tryptone, synthetic bovine plasma, and oh, can't forget the antipsychotics to suppress sentience. Then, Butcher Bob conceals the snacks inside the enormous, hollowed-out, and increasingly terrifying meat patties. And once the snacks are safe inside the Mighty Waz of protein, yes, the question mark is part of the branding, we'll have direct pipeline to the kitchens. And then I can distribute those snacks with lunch every day. Et voila. Can't fail. Can I say something? Shoot. My sense is that this plan is foolproof. And my sensibility is that we're about to kick some ass. Oh! 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 Yeah! (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode. Complete credits for this miniseries are available on the season premiere and season finale. To listen to the whole miniseries right now, ad-free, go to patreon.com slash ardenpod. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.